بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين uh, الحمد لله we are able to have again our webinar and as you know this time we will start a new wise saying of Imam Ali alayhi salam uh, according to some editions of Nahjul Balagha it is why saying 150 and according to some is 149 uh, this was the answer Imam alayhi salam gave to a person who asked him to preach to give him advice Imam salam told a man who asked him to give him advice. Imam in few lines gave him very profound ideas, very helpful advice that is so nice that the one who compiled Nahjul uh, Balagh says that if it was only this wise saying of Imam Ali Salam, it was enough to dedicate the whole, you know, efforts that one can dedicate to some book uh, the first is la takun mimman yarjul akhirata bighayr amal do not be one of those people you can see also the slide do not be one of those people who have hope for the hereafter they want to have access to heaven they want to have high position they want to have forgiveness they want to benefit from intercession from shafa'a so basically they have very good and high expectations about the hereafter but without having actions which means without having good actions of course uh, we don't have anyone who has no action it means without working without having positive constructive helpful actions without having righteous deeds he just hopes like a student who is very hopeful to get best results but when we ask him are you hopeful because you have studied well you have prepared yourself he says no I'm just hopeful I haven't studied at all I haven't been listening to my teacher I haven't done my homework I haven't you know done anything I'm just hopeful this type of hope is not 
reasonable is not rational it is good that a human being uh, is hopeful we all should be hopeful for good things to happen but provided that we have done something sometimes there are people who soon lose their hope they become despaired even if they do their best they always think that they are going to fail or some obstacles will happen some problems would come this is bad because this lose uh, will uh, lead to losing your courage your determination your interest would uh, sometimes make you totally unable to do anything one of the plots of shaitan is to bring yes or despair but on the other hand to be too hopeful and that is to forget the realities of the life to forget your responsibility to underestimate challenges not to prepare not to take into account the obstacles this is also not good so you have to find the balance and this is why in Islam we always say that we have to strike a balance between fear and hope if someone has no fear at all then he doesn't work if he's too fearful fearful again he doesn't work the same is with hope if you don't have a hope you don't do anything if you are too hopeful also you don't do anything because you think everything will be okay automatically la takun mimman yarjul akhirata amal do not be among those people who want to gain akhira hereafter good returns without working means without working hard for them uh, maybe I have already <coughs> sorry maybe I have already mentioned this in some of our previous sessions that there is something uh, strange in our behavior something ironic when it comes to dunya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guaranteed that he would provide us with our sustenance if we act nicely not unwisely it should be right there is no animal or no living being except that its sustenance is on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this is a promise from our Lord from our sustainer how many of us take this promise seriously and rely on that and say okay so I will work but in my heart I know that Allah is going to help me there is no reason to be greedy there is no reason to be worried my risk is guaranteed unfortunately 
hardly people trust they want to do everything sometimes even more than needed or sometimes even they do haram because they are worried about their worldly sustenance on the other hand when it comes to akhirah <coughs> Allah says you must work he hasn't guaranteed that he's going to help us even if we don't work he says tazawadu you must have your provision ready for your journey he says insan man has only the result of what he uh, tries his efforts his struggle no one can carry your burden you have to do it yourself so when it comes to akhirah that he has not guaranteed that everyone would go to heaven everyone would have enough provision and indeed he has said very clearly that you have to prepare yourself we are relaxed we say I trust God he is very good yes he's very good but your trust must be in a reasonable way not to take advantage of his goodness because he himself has not promised that he's going to take everyone to heaven he says no you must to prepare when it comes to dunya we don't trust so where we should trust him we don't trust and where we should make efforts we say no I want to trust so this is ironic it must be quite opposite when it comes to dunya you should work but be relaxed you work and this is your responsibility but at the end we know that risk comes from Allah and if I act properly if I don't block the channels of God's mercy to me my risk will come but when it comes to akhirah we have to work hard day and night we have to be concerned all the prophets and all the imams and all the holy people they were concerned about their return to God so Imam Ali says you try to be different don't be one of those people who have hope for the year after without doing anything or without doing proper actions without working hard do not be one of those people who delays toba who postpones repentance because of having long hopes unrealistic hopes is a common expression in our hadith and it is one of the problems that uh, Rasulullah said he is worried about his ummah one of the biggest worries was this 
ابن اخوف ما اخاف على امتي the one that I am very much worried about for my ummah one of them is to follow their lust, their appetite, their lower desires and the other is to go after hopes which are not realistic long hopes uh, and this means a kind of hope which goes uh, beyond the facts, beyond the realities, beyond the wisdom. This is the hope which is not based on some evaluation of the realities on the ground. If a farmer has hope that after working, after making all the necessary arrangements, if he has hope that there would be good rain, there would be no problem, this is good. Because if doesn't, he doesn't have hope, he doesn't do anything. As soon as he wants to do something, maybe this year rain doesn't come. It is useless. Maybe this year uh, insects would come and, you know, uh, eat all my, you know, harvest so he doesn't do anything so this is bad he has to be hopeful if he's not hopeful he doesn't do anything but if he's too hopeful therefore he doesn't do anything and he says you know automatically everything will be sorted out this is bad one of the problems is that sometimes we postpone our toba and we say inshallah uh, in Laylatul Qad I do Tawbah Inshallah I go to one year go to Arafat and my sins will be forgiven or Inshallah I do something for few years and you know I make some money save money uh, do all my mischief for example by doing bad things you know when I become middle age when I have my children when I have enough saving when, when I have enjoyed my life then I do Tawbah and become a very special person. I go to Hajj and then I will become a very special person. No, this is not working. Who has guaranteed that you would have enough life to repent? Or even if you have life, maybe you become so much involved in bad things that you will never want to do Tawbah. It's not that everyone is ready for Tawbah. Sometimes people who keep doing bad things, they would be unable internally to go back to Allah. Yes, everyone who goes back to Allah before he sees his death, Allah would accept him. But there are people who don't go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even if killer of a prophet or prophets really sincerely does tawbah and goes back to Allah and wants to restore the damage that he has caused to himself and to his relation with Allah Allah will forgive him inshallah but do you think killers of prophets can go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
Allah is not stopping them, but they themselves have done so much bad things to themselves that their heart would not be ready for Tawbah, would not be soft and sensitive enough to feel the guilt and to feel sorry. This is the problem. So we may not have enough life or even if we have we may not have the tawfiq the success to do tawbah so no one should delay tawbah as soon as we get the chance we should do tawbah if god forbids we do something wrong even we shouldn't wait for an hour we shouldn't wait till we say our salat immediately we should do tawbah and according to some hadith if someone immediately does tawbah even the sin might not be registered for him the angels who are responsible for registering our actions may not even register if it is done very quickly so as soon as we can we should do tawbah Imam Ali says, unfortunately, there are people who always delay and postpone. This is bad. When you know something is good, you must do it immediately. Then Imam Ali says, another bad quality that you need to avoid is يَقُولُ dunya بِقَوْلِ zahidin." when he speaks he speaks as if he doesn't have any interest in dunya he is zahid zahid means the one who doesn't have interest in something zahida means he doesn't have interest in that for example allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about prophet yusuf alayhi salam they sold him very cheaply they took just few dirhams to sell you prophet of God then Allah says they were not very much showing appreciation about Yusuf they were Zahid <laughs> they didn't have that much attachment if they were very much attached to Yusuf, they would not have sold him or they would have sold him asking lots of money. So when we say someone is Zahid, we mean that someone who doesn't have that much interest in dunya. For him, dunya hasn't have that much value. He doesn't have high regard for dunya. Okay. To be Zahid is very good. But unfortunately, sometimes we deceive ourselves or others the way we speak is as if we are Zahid but the way we behave shows that no we are not Zahid we are Raghib we have great interest in dunya we have great thirst for dunya when he speaks he speaks like the people who have little interest or no interest at all but 
but when he acts acts as those who are very much interested they run after dunya they have no rest they take every opportunity to do something for dunya as if they are going to remain in this dunya for millions of years how much you need for the dunya yes it is good to be active and i always say i love our brothers and sisters in iman to be rich to be successful this is very good alhamdulillah but not for the sake of dunya you have to be successful for the sake of your happiness in the hereafter because you want to be doing lots of good things you want to create jobs for people you want to help humanity you want to do many good things it's good but to collect money for the sake of money to increase your business just for the sake of business you want to be for example uh, among the top businessmen in the world for what reason this is important a moment can be very rich can be very successful but he does everything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he does everything because he thinks this is the way that he can help someone can help by being a good doctor sometimes can help by being a good teacher sometimes by being a alim sometimes can help by being a mother which is very important a housewife which is very important sometimes can help by being businessman they can all help but we should know that everything that we do is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for uh, our journey towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so not to have real interest in dunya as such for its own sake is good not to have real interest but to have interest and just pretend or speak in the way that people think I have no interest this is bad when I am with people I say oh dunya is not important you know I give them all the advice but then in my heart I have love for dunya I'm dying for dunya uh, maybe sometimes even it's so hidden that I myself may not realize I think that I am not interested I bring excuses or sometimes I understand but I hide it from people so it's possible either I understand and hide from people or even I may not understand my own soul is hiding this from me it's possible we have to be very careful so yaqulu fi dunya biqawl al-zahidin wa ya'malu fiha bi'amal al-raghibin the last sentence for today in a'tiya minha lam yashba' wa in mun'a minha lam yaqna' let us move to the next slide if he has been given from dunya minha means 
from dunya lam yashba he is never satisfied when if he has been given something from dunya he wants always more he is greedy he has been given for example one child and for some reason he cannot have more he feels not satisfied he has four he wants for example more uh, whatever he has the number is not important there is always this greediness for more he has one house he wants two he has two he wants three he has ten he wants more he has one whole city he wants whole country he has whole country he wants whole continent he has whole continent he wants a whole planet <laughs> even if he has the whole planet he wants other planets if he has 1,000 people working him, he wants 100,000 people work for him. There is no limit. He never becomes satisfied. And if for some reason he has not been given, he has no he doesn't feel content for some reason I have to have only for example one house or one small house or maybe I have to be a tenant I should be content I must try to improve my condition no problem but I have to be content with what I have. You know, there are two different attitudes and sometimes we mix them up. We are confused. I can have a small house or for example, I can be a tenant and I don't have any house of my own. There is no problem in trying to improve your condition. No problem. Indeed, you should try to save money to buy a house even if you have a house it is good to have a larger house so that you your family are comfortable you can have guests and so on and so forth in Islam having large house is considered as a good thing as a gift it's different from luxury as house no large can be nice beautiful but not necessarily too luxurious so it's good to work for having a larger house of your own but not in the sense that you are not content with what you have and you are always complaining you feel always you know that Allah has not given me enough or everyone has been against me I have not had success in my life my life is miserable no be happy with what you have be content with what you have and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala oh Allah if it is in your knowledge beneficial for me please help me to have something more this is good but to always nag and complain and not be happy with what you have this is bad you can be happy with what you have alhamdulillah even I don't deserve this for example house that I have 
Alhamdulillah, it's a very good house. I have a shelter, you know, I don't need to worry. Or if I have, uh, for example, rented a house, Alhamdulillah, that people can trust me and give me a house. There are people who cannot, you know, rent a house. Or Alhamdulillah, I have salary, I can pay my rent, Alhamdulillah. And then I pray, inshallah, to give me more. So I am happy, but I want to be happier. This is fine. But if I am sad and I feel, you know, I have been failing in my life and the only way to succeed is to have a new, for example, condition for my life, lots of money, lots of, I don't know, uh, world gain, that's not a good idea. So there are two things that we have to be able to discern one thing to improve is one thing not to be content with what with what we have is another thing in otiya minha lam yashba' ishba' in arabic means to be uh, full you know when someone uh, eats enough we call it shaba' He's no longer hungry. But sometimes people have a disease. And you know, Muawiyah is said that he had this disease. He was never feeling in that he has had enough food. He was always hungry. Dunya is like this. Dunya like is salty water. When you drink, you become more thirsty. You have to be careful. Not be one of those people that an Oatiya Minha, even if he has been given from Dunya enough, Lam Yashba. He never feels that he's in uh, has enough. Wa in Muna and if he has been not given, Lam Yakna. He is not content. Qana'ah is very important quantity. One of the qualities of Mu'min is this Imam Sadiq salam, in a hadith which is in Al-Kafi says there are several qualities that every Mu'min should have يَنْبَغِي لِلْمُؤْمِنِ أَنْ يَكُونَ فِيهَ ثَمَانِ Eight qualities One of them is قَانِعًا بِمَا رَزَقَهُ اللَّهِ he should be content with what Allah has given him. This qana'ah is very important. As I said, qana'ah doesn't mean not to try harder, not to try to improve. But it means that in your heart you feel happy with what you have. You are not too greedy, you are not too uh, much expecting from yourself, from others, from your I don't know, uh, employer, no, you are content, but at the same time, you want to improve. When it comes to the spiritual life, we should not be very content with what we have achieved. We have to always be willing to have more. Or when it comes to knowledge, you shouldn't be content with what you have. Try to have more. 
But when it comes to dunya, you should be content. This qana'a makes life very easy. No stress, no worries, no bad competition and rivalry with others, no racing with the rich people. No, I am happy. Even if I have simple food, I enjoy my food as if I have the best food of the world. Because pleasure is not coming only from food. Part of it is food. Part of it is the understanding of the person. I can have the same food and I enjoy or I don't enjoy. Or two people have the same food, one of them enjoys, one of them doesn't enjoy. Either because of physical illness, he cannot taste the food. For example, he has cold, he cannot taste the food. Or because of a spiritual illness, he cannot enjoy the food that he has. He always wants to have another food so that he can enjoy. A mu'min is always enjoying what he has from dunya. His content. Unlike the people that maybe in included among you know our circles maybe i am one of them we think we are mu'min but we don't have qualities of mu'min whatever we are given we don't feel content and we are always thirsty for more okay i stop here because these statements are very powerful and i don't want to read very fast every week few points would be uh, enough for us to reflect and to try to digest inshallah and I hope you can repeat it during the week so that it really settles in your heart uh, we had the problem uh, last week we couldn't receive questions I uh, you know we thought that there was no question but then we realized that uh, there was a technical problem but alhamdulillah now we are able to receive the questions we have actually received the first question Assalamu alaikum, alaikum assalam. How does one overcome despair about oneself and one's situation in Akhirah? Sometimes, no matter what one does, one feels useless and not good enough, but too tired to try anymore. Yet, yeah, this is not good. This is the other extreme. To be too hopeful is bad. To be hopeless is also bad. Yes. This is good that a person is really understanding his problems, his uh, sins, his shortcomings. He really feels terrible. But this must not reach the level that he loses or she loses his or her hope. Is one of the major sins to say that Allah is not going to forgive me. I am not able to go to heaven. I am finished. I am destroyed. This is not good. You have to be always hopeful because as long as you want to improve, 
as long as you condemn your bad behavior and you want to be critical of yourself and you want to change yourself to a better person you want to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala these are great signs these are positive signs this shows that alhamdulillah you are still spiritually alive alert conscious and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there to welcome Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very much willing and eager to welcome the people who want to go back to him uh, we may have had this uh, hadith Qudsi before لو علم المدبرون كيف اشتياقي بهم لماتوا شوقا Allah says if the people who have turned their back to me if they know how much I am eager for them to come back they would have died out of eagerness if you know how much Allah <coughs> is missing you Allah has billions of people Allah has billions of and billions of creatures but Allah misses and is missing every single person that is not in good relation with him no matter how many children you have you would miss every single child of you if you don't see him or her so this is something that to remember and inshallah remain hopeful uh, the second question is about the other qualities that Imam salam, Imam Sadiq salam, has mentioned about the believers the, uh, there are very important qu uh, qualities Imam salam, has mentioned one of them is he is very patient when there are difficulties difficulties must not break you must not damage you you must be able to remain persistent so imam sadiq says saburan andal bala another is waquran andal hazahiz indeed he first mentions waquran uh, andal hazahiz saburan andal bala he keeps his honor and dignity under all circumstances he keeps his patience and persistence shakuran and at the time of ease he remains grateful unfortunately people when they suffer sometimes they have no patience and when they enjoy they are not grateful imam sadiq says no he is patient he is grateful he is content with what Allah has given him he doesn't do injustice even to his enemies 
and because of the friends he doesn't do anything bad he doesn't do bad to his friends but also because of his friends he doesn't do bad to other people badanuhu min hufi ta'ab wanasu min hufi raha his body is tired but people are comfortable with respect to him what does it mean it's not that he puts all the burden on others and he himself you know relaxes he tries to work harder and not put burden on other people not to trouble other people these are beautiful qualities waquran in the hazahiz saburan in the bala shakuran in the rakha qan'an bima radaqahu allah la yadhlamu al-a'da wa la yatahamal lil-asdaqa badanuhu minhu fi ta'ab wa an-nasu minhu fi raha the hadith has also an ending which says inna al-ilm khalil al-mu'min knowledge is the friend of a mu'min والحلم and forbearance is his vazir is his minister والعقل أمير جنوده عقل reason intellect is the commander of his army والرفق and being moderate is his brother والبر to do good things is his parent so friend of مؤمن is knowledge his minister is forbearance his commander is عقل moderation is his brother and goodness is his father very beautiful mu'min is surrounded with all these good uh, qualities uh, question two uh, yes we answered question two question three alaikum alaykum salam these are questions asked last week okay first do we have to ask someone to explain their behavior or give the excuse or can we simply keep quiet if we can think of excuses for them yes it depends first of all you should try to think of excuses for them as long as there is possibility of finding a solution finding a kind of explanation a justification you should not condemn mu'minin and if possible especially if you are uh, living with people if you are working with them uh, and you need to know you can ask them for explanation but uh, not all the time for every uh, little things many things you know you can just overlook but if there are things that really hurts you and doesn't let you to have normal relation with someone uh, so ask him or her for explanation many many times there are misunderstandings even with the people that uh, you have been living together for many years or working together or be friends for many years there is possibility of misunderstanding I don't know why he did this maybe he has a reason maybe he was not doing this deliberately there are so many other you know things that can be there and we shouldn't condemn people without giving them the chance to explain and defend themselves uh, number two maybe we cannot keep a promise which we made even though we thought about it before making it because we do not know the future regarding for example our health our family problems objections so on and so on so if we think too much about what might happen in the future we might never make it yes 
always we should be balanced not to make a promise quickly without thinking about it and not to uh, think too much before make a promise so that you can never make a promise moment has to be balanced has to be moderate uh, a study think enough enough and then act upon it we cannot foresee all the situation in the future it's just enough that i uh, try to uh, anticipate the problems uh, my commitments and then if it's okay i make a promise it's a good that you give promise uh, to people to help them because then people can be uh, relaxed and can be uh, hopeful it is bad that we never you know make any contribution any promise you know because i'm worried that i might not be able to do it no you should give promises to people to help them but realistically you shouldn't you know forget your limitations and your other jobs and responsibilities is wanting to get to know someone and have them as a friend as a brother or sister and now due to their spiritual qualities considered to be a longing of the heart uh, to have longing of the heart by itself does not show whether it is good or bad for sure a mu'min has longing for other mu'minin he has longing for hereafter for Allah's pleasure for meeting the Prophet and Ahlul Bayt this is very good but if we have longing for worldly things and we don't have you know comfortable life because we always think about those things that we lack from dunya that's a problem having a good friend a good mu'min brother or sister um, who can help us in our journey towards allah subhanahu wa ta'ala someone that can understand you sometimes when i am faced with problems in my life or my spirituality speaking to a mu'min getting inspiration from him or her you know it can be useful sisters need to have good sisters as friends brothers need to have good brothers as friends and this makes life easier makes journey easier we can benefit from experiences of each other encouragement of each others so longing for having believers as our friends uh, is a good one but uh, longing for uh, dunya and worldly affairs is of course another thing okay it seems that this was the last question we had from the la from last session and i stop here we pray that inshallah uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would help us to achieve all these good qualities and avoid all the bad qualities and for us today is also the birth anniversary of Lady Fatima to Zahra Salamullah Alaiha. So we pray that inshallah because of our lady, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would accept our tawbah, would forgive us and would help us to continue our journey towards him in the best possible way.
We ask Allah to increase our love for Muhammad and all Muhammad and our uh, closeness to them and to be with them in dunya and akhirah insha'Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our sisters uh, to be able to follow the examples of Lady Fatima to Zahra salamullah alayha and may insha'Allah our youths would be able to follow the path of the children of Fatima to Zahra salamullah alayha. Thank you very much for your attention. Please keep us in your dua and look forward to being with you again inshallah next week. And inshallah that will be from Rome. Wa akhiru da'awana and alhamdulillah rabbil alameen.